Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. This is a quote that I absolutely love from Jim Rohn, who is a prolific author and motivational speaker in the US who died in 2009. And he wrote um, The Seasons of Life. He wrote The Art of Exceptional Living. He wrote um, The Keys to Success, amongst many other books. And this quote is based on the theory of growth mindset, that you have the power to create your own destiny, that you have the power to solve any challenge, that you must focus on all that you have instead of wasting precious energy, focusing on all that you feel you lack. And it's about challenging yourself when victim thinking comes into play. And I really want to share with you today some ideas around that concept of victim thinking. I want to help you identify the victim speak when it comes up, when you start thinking about it, when that little voice inside your head comes into action. So think of it like this. Victim thinking sounds a bit like this. Um, I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. The world is against me. This is too hard. I'm powerless. Other people are successful, but not me. Now, me being a career success coach, I am all about helping you identify victim thinking like this and helping you learn how to flip that thinking so that you can create new outcomes in your life and in your career. Because although we're a career coaching business, of course, we also help individuals work on themselves in a massive way. We're very much about personal growth first before building on new skills and new, um, you know, new skills, essentially. So it is about working on yourself. We should all be investing more into ourselves, really understanding ourselves, really listening out for the patterns that we're running. Because once we have those skills and those abilities to challenge our patterns, challenge our thinking, challenge ourselves out of victim space, we have hit gold. (laughs) We have. We've hit gold. We've hit the ability to change our thinking and therefore change our results. And that's honestly the most important gift that I could give anybody, which is why I love what I do. It's why I love coaching, why I see our our business as a personal growth business first. We are called Illuminate Personal Growth for a reason. And on top of that, we build career strategy skills. We build personal branding skills. We build leadership skills because these are skills that you can really harness, really leverage when you have a much deeper understanding of yourself. So victim thinking is one of those challenges, if you like, that can inflict us all at times, right? But I think the difference is, is that you can choose to dwell in victim thinking and therefore remain stuck, which a lot of people do. 
And in my world, I have people who reach out to me because they're stuck in their careers, because they're just not getting new outcomes. They don't know how to solve the challenge. They're going around in circles. That is because you're believing that you don't have the solution. You don't have what it takes. Other people have that kind of success, but not me. These are all examples of victim thinking. And it's not that, you know, that's a a negative way of describing you. I'm not labeling you in a negative way. I am showing you that you are playing a passive role in your own life. You're playing a passive role in your own career. And there are people who, um, you know, will have that experience of doubt and victim thinking. But then they also recognize super quickly that they're in that space, that they're operating in that role, in that mode. And they decide to snap out of it and seek an outcome. And that is the difference. You can either choose to stay in that space and dwell on it. And some people dwell on victim kind of mindset forever, for a lifetime. And they stay stuck for a lifetime. We all know people who are in that space. I hope it's not you. (laughs) I hope you're not in that space. I really want you to start thinking about the ability of changing the pattern, challenging the pattern, deciding that you can do that. This is in your control. So let me repeat the quote that I ended up with this episode today. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. Now, it should be fewer and not less, but this isn't a lesson in grammatical correctness. This is a lesson in growth mindset. So I'm going to let it go, Jim. I'm going to let it go that you're saying less rather than fewer, but it does bug me (laughs) because I'm a bit like that. But anyway, more importantly, I think I think in the quote, Jim Rohn has chosen the word wish for a reason, right? It's because the word wish is really passive. It's a state of daydream. It's a state of inaction when we're wishing for things, wishing for change. When you're in a victim mode, you're essentially passive, right? You're believing that you're unable to respond. I can't do anything. You know, there's kind of cement in my boots. I can't move. I'm wishing for something better, but crucially doing very little to actually change the situation. That's the crucial piece. I'm sitting there passively wishing for something to be better, but I'm very doing very little to actually affect anything. Remember what that victim speak sounds like. I can't do it. I don't have what it takes the world is against me. I'm not smart enough. This is too hard. I have no power over this. I have no control. Other people are successful, but I'm not. Those are great examples of victim speak. So you might actually identify that in some situations at the moment in your life or career, you are absolutely falling into victim speak, victim mode, passivity, just not doing anything, not deciding to make a decision to do something new. You're wishing life was easier, right? You're wishing for fewer challenges and problems, but you're staying dormant and therefore nothing changes. So the thing that's interesting is you all know that I only work with women, right? I work with corporate women in finance, in banking, in venture capital, in consulting, in law. These are the kinds of industries that I work with really commonly. And the thing that I have seen over these many years and through my lifetime, of course, too, because I have friends and contacts and all sorts of uh, walks of life, the reality is, is that we all have doubt, all of us. I mean, I talk about self-doubt in the context of women, but that doesn't mean that men don't have self-doubt. Of course not. Of course men have self-doubt. But I always talk about it in the context of women because that is the area in which I'm an absolute expert. But we all have this self-doubt. And 
it's men and women, it's CEOs, it's millennials, it's world leaders, it's gurus. Everybody has self-doubt. It is the way that our brains are wired, okay? But like I said, the difference between being a victim or playing a victim, if you like, and success seekers, people who actually go out there and create success in their lives and make stuff happen, is the speed at which they flip out of victim mode. So some people like victim space and they want to stay in that space of self-doubt and victimhood, and others recognize they're doing it, recognize it, and move out of it fast to find a solution. That is truly the only difference between people who create the outcomes that they want in their lives and people who just don't and stay stagnant and believe that the world out there is successful, but I'm not. So if I'm finding hard something hard, if I, if I don't want the challenge to defeat me, the way to look at this instead when we're trying to come out of that victim space is I look instead for ways to solve the challenge by learning more or by asking for help or by asking questions or by looking for ways in which I've solved similar challenges in the past. Because I think one of the most powerful things that you can learn to do is to look at where you've already been successful, which is one of the most fantastic um, questions in coaching is, well, where have you already been successful? Where have you already had success? Because if you've already done it once before, it means you can do it again, right? There is no barrier in your mind to you going and doing something again and creating a great outcome. Maybe you've got some strength by observing somebody else solving the problem before you. So that means I can do it too. It's possible, right? Because the reality is we're kind of, um, we're confined, if you like, by the walls of our own beliefs of what we believe is possible for us or, you know, in any human. Like, for example, Carl Lewis was the first sprinter to run 100 meters under 10 seconds, And before then, it wasn't thought possible to run 100 meters under 10 seconds, but then he did it, right? And it was in the 80s sometime. And since then, you know, over 100 different um, athletes have run 100 meters under 10 seconds. So I think the thing that I like so much about Jim Rohn's quote is that the outcome is actually totally in your control. And if you don't want to stay in that victim mode, wishing life was easier or filled with fewer problems, then it's totally within your control to do something about that. And the reality is something that I have 100% learned from personal experience. The reality, I think, is no one else can actually change the pattern for you. You're the only person in the entire universe who can change the pattern for you. And at this point, you have hit what I call a choice point. You can choose to stay where you are. You can choose to do nothing. You can choose to stay and feel stuck. Or you can choose to look for an alternative way of approaching the problem. You can look for a different way to solve the challenge. So let's take, for example, I want to talk about something that's relevant to career. Say, for example, if you're in a job that you either hate or you feel is stifling or it's really just not stretching you, it's just really not exciting you, you can absolutely stay in that role for sure. You can absolutely do that. And there are certain reasons why you would want to do that, right? It's safe. It's a known quantity. Um, you, you know what to expect from it. There's no surprises here. But the reality is there are probably costs associated with that decision. There are probably costs to you staying in that space. Sometimes when I ask this in client sessions, a client looks at me, (laughs) 
baffled. What are you talking about costs? How can there possibly be costs? Well, the reality is there's always costs to any decision that we make. There's always pros, there's always cons, right? So costs to staying in a job that is stifling, not inspiring you, not playing to your strengths, not making you go home kind of filled with joy and talking about everything that you've done in your day, because those realities, those sort of outcomes, sorry, are realities for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are extremely happy in the work that they do. And um, if you're not in that space, then there are absolutely costs. And it's a question of whether you're prepared to accept the costs and put up with the costs or do something about it. What kinds of costs am I talking about? So common uh, downsides, if you like, to staying in a role that does not sort of stretch you, that does not excite you, that does not play to your strengths, that makes you feel unrecognized. Um, let's have a think. So stress, obviously, anxiety, sleepless nights, I think is a pretty common one where you're kind of tossing and turning and trying to work out what to do and ruminating about all those conversations you've had at work that have been frustrating you, um, thinking about people who are frustrating you at work. Um, so you're kind of having those sleepless nights. I think another one that's really common that I hear about a lot is that idea that you can only chew off the ears of people who, you know, are close to you. So you spend a lot of time going home, talking to your partner or your family about how unhappy you are in your job. You're sort of chewing their ear off and exhausting them too in the process. And it can become like the only thing that you end up talking about in the evening, right? I've definitely been in that space before when I was unhappy in my um, previous career. And I'd come home and I'd talk to Ross and I would just say to him, oh, I just can't do this anymore. You know, this is not fulfilling me. It's not exciting enough. There's not enough variety. <laughs> All these same words I would use time and time again. And he would just look at me glumly after a while, you know, listening politely, but like, you know, it's, there's a cost, there's a cost to your relationship. And you've got to ask yourself if it's worth it to have that kind of stress on your relationship on top of everything else. People lose confidence when they're in the wrong role. And when they're in the wrong opportunity, they lose esteem. Um, you know, you start doubting yourself. Can I really do this? Am I really clever enough to move out of this space? You know, maybe I should just stay where I am. And you get to the point I suppose, where you just have no vavavoom left to even challenge it. You sort of been beaten down to a place where you just don't have the confidence to make that choice, that reach that choice point and think about it differently. These are the costs of staying in victim mode. And they are prolific. And it's up to you to recognize that the pattern is happening. And it's up to you to choose to do something about it because no one else is going to make that decision for you. No one else is going to come along and save the day. You have to shake yourself out of it and ask yourself that question. Do I stay this way? Do I stay in this space? And if not, what can I do to change it? You've hit that choice point. So you're staying as you choose to or are you seeking a different outcome? Choosing to do nothing is, of course, a choice as well. But the thing is, is I think if you're, if you're unhappy, if you're feeling unrecognized, if you're feeling invisible, if you're feeling underutilized, if you're feeling like you're just not achieving your full potential, then it's a disempowering decision to do nothing. And that's doing you a huge, huge, huge disservice. Let me tell you the quote again. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more wisdom. 
Now, what I would love to do is spend literally a minute telling you about some of our coaching programs. Well, actually one of our coaching programs in particular, which is the Career Accelerator Game Plan. This is an incredible program, which is combined from 13 years of my coaching um, business, all of the kind of experiences that I've had with clients we have put into one coaching program. And it is a phenomenal course designed to help you really get a handle on your career, what you want from your career, where you want your career to go, what opportunities are important to you in your career, and to start pursuing the opportunities that actually really excite you, that really float your boat, that really resonate with your skills, that really align with your values. Because the thing is, is when we do these this thinking, when we do this kind of thinking and we do this kind of planning, it's essentially career strategy. When we do this kind of thinking, everything changes because suddenly you can show the world what you're really capable of and suddenly you can really achieve your true potential. I've had clients who've come through the Career Accelerator game plan and they've said, I have achieved outcomes that I never dreamed possible for me. I never, ever would have put myself at that level within the business. I never would have seen myself you know, take on that kind of opportunity until now. And here I am, I'm doing it. I'm living it. I'm breathing it. I am the leader of this team and and I am taking this team forwards. So if you are interested in understanding more about how you can become really proactive in your career, stop being passive, stop, you know, asking the world to solve your problems for you and start defining exactly what it is that you want from your career. I would absolutely love to speak with you. If you're a professional woman in corporate, we don't work with people who are in small businesses. We work with people who are in at least a 50 plus sized business. And largely we work with clients in finance, like I've said before, in um, law and venture capital, in consulting. Uh, I've worked with clients in ANZ, in PwC, Deloitte's. Um, you know, these are the kinds of businesses where we can really make an impact. So of course, if you don't fall in that bracket, and you're really, really keen, and you're really ready to talk about your career, then still get in contact with me because, you know, we can have that sort of 15-minute conversation and just see where it takes us. And I can tell you whether you're going to be a good fit for our program or not. I'm very honest about that. Uh, We don't work with everybody because, you know, you have to be a right fit and you have to be ready for us as much as us being ready for you. So there is a link in the show notes to a free 15-minute career strategy call with me. You'll get direct access to me. And we have a few of those available each week. So if you want to book your spot into my calendar directly, you can do that. And you just go to the show notes and click the link and you'll be into my calendar. And the other thing that we have that you might like to download is the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. It is an absolute fantastic resource that you might absolutely love. I guarantee you would love it. It's filled with lots and lots of practical strategies to help you get ahead in your career. So if you want your access to that too, all you have to do is go to rebeccasfreegift.com and it will appear magically into your inbox within minutes. So I love speaking about victim mindset. I love helping you grow your mindset and have you think about how you can control and change the patterns that you find yourself in. It is a fundamental aspect of coaching but it is a fundamental skill set that everybody should have. It's something that should be taught in schools. It's something that um, everybody should benefit from because it is such a game changer when you have access to these tools. And I just can't wait to share them with you. I can't wait to talk about them more on the podcast. 
and help you really live your true potential. I'll see you next week.